Hello and welcome to the Modern Divorced Podcast. I'm your host, Billy Tarasio. I'm the owner of Modern Law, a family law firm in the Phoenix area. I've been a divorce attorney for more than 15 years. I've got four kiddos and I'm divorced myself. And on this podcast, we're going to cover everything related to divorce, be it legal issues, financial issues, children issues, blended family issues, counseling, mediation, and more. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Hello, it's Billy Tarasio with the Modern Divorce Podcast, back for another Getting to Know You podcast. These are some of my very favorite podcasts where we interview the attorneys at Modern Law just so you can get to know them better. And today, you're going to be so excited to meet Nancy Yuko. Nancy, welcome to the show. Hello, everybody. Thank you, Billy, for having me. Yes, thank you so much for being here. So, Nancy, tell me what, where'd you grow up? San Diego, California. Ooh, Sunshine I didn't know yeah. Really? And what, why did you leave? Um, I wanted to go to college somewhere other than where I had spent my entire life. <laughs> so where did you <laughs> go to college? Away. Yeah, I got the scholarship to ASU. So um, ended up going to Arizona State University. Fantastic. And then did you go directly to law school? Um, I took about a year off mm-hmm. um, just to kind of get my bearings. And then, yeah, jumped right into law school. Where did you go to law school? Uh, Arizona Summit Law School was right downtown by the courthouse. Nice. Okay. And so what made you decide to go to law school? Um, I knew I wanted to be a lawyer since I was about 12 years old. I watched a a lot of legal uh, sitcoms and I also read a lot of articles where um, people had been falsely imprisoned. um, And I just saw a lot of things with the new DNA coming out during that time where a lot of people were getting released. Um, So it wanted me to play a very active role in either generating laws or enforcing laws or whatever way I could get into that. What do your parents do for work? Um, My dad does IT um, and my mom, she's from Mexico. So she does like housekeeping and things like that. Is she Mexican? Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's so interesting. She's from Sinaloa. So she only came to America to have me. So So how would you describe your childhood? What was that like with the the blend of cultures? Definitely a blend of cultures. It was a lot of fun. Um, I laugh now because... um, we grew up on a lot of oldies that I never knew were saying by African-Americans. I thought they were all saying by <laughs> Hispanic people. So I didn't realize that until I started um, being around a lot more African-Americans later. Okay. So were you raised by your mom and your dad? Um, mostly my mom. Okay. So they were split up. Yes. They've been split since I was three. So I think that's played a big role in me wanting to um, be active in family law. That is so interesting. Um, We were just talking with Katie. She was also raised by a single mom. It's interesting because you don't meet a lot of lawyers who necessarily talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, um, definitely. It plays a a huge role in um, coming up and just trying to get over any type of imposter syndrome or anything like that that you may have from coming from that upbringing. And then um, it's hush hush around the family law uh, colleagues. So you always feel like you're forced to kind of play this imposter role sometimes. I'm so glad we're doing this because many of our clients feel like that. They feel Mm -hmm. embarrassed. They feel like they need to be in some sort of imposter syndrome as opposed to just like owning your truth and being fine with it. So I love that you're doing that. And when did you, when did you start to notice that you had this imposter syndrome? Um, I, it was very prevalent in law school because a lot of the people I went to school with, their dads were lawyers, their Mm -hmm. dads were judges and Mm -hmm. my mom cleaned floors for a living. So, you know, (laughs) 
So I always felt like I was struggling to keep up with them. But um, that's that faded after I became an attorney and was actually um, able to gain that confidence and, and, and understand my value. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that is really hard. Many lawyers come from a long line of lawyers. And there is something about being a lawyer that does sort of give you an immediate amount of credibility of like, no, I'm, I'm good enough. Like I've got this, like, I have a certificate. Yes, I've earned this. <laughs> I've earned this. Yeah. So what made you want to go into family law? Um, well, I thought I was originally going to do criminal law. I thought I was going to be the female Johnny Cochran mm-hmm. um, and there was no plan B. But um, when I was in law school, I had graduated. I was studying for the bar. I ended up going through my own divorce, which was very ugly, very messy. Um, It's a very overwhelming process, just divorce in itself. And then to be doing it by yourself with little to no knowledge. I had at least law school background, but imagine all the people who don't. Um, And if I could alleviate that stress from as many people as possible, then I'm more than happy to do that. So you were representing yourself in your own divorce? Yes, yes, yes. And even though you had a law degree, it was still overwhelming? So overwhelming, (sighs) just trying to meet deadlines and making sure that I had filed the right paperwork on the appropriate form. And, you know, it's definitely a lot Um, mentally, emotionally, you know, physically having to show up to every one of those uh, court hearings. It does drain you. Without a doubt. So mm-hmm. after that, did you know you wanted to transition to family law or were you still looking at criminal prim- prominently? Um, well, I was a paralegal prior to becoming an attorney and it has always been in either the family law or the personal injury realm. Mm-hmm. So I, I was already dabbling and I was developing that love for being able to guide people through that process at that time. Got it. Okay. All right. And what do you love most about family law? family law the way I explain it to people it's like uh, being on a Jerry Springer show there's never a dull moment it keeps it interesting for me I could never do taxes or contracts or you know anything that's really a lot of paperwork I need the excitement in my life you know I need to know that I'm fighting for something that I'm passionate about so I always tell my clients I'm fighting your case like I would my own Mm. that's what I love about family law I completely agree with you. The variety that we have is unlike other areas of law, which is great because every person and every story is different and special and unique and requires us to like invest in getting to know them as people, which can be very emotionally draining. Yes. How do you guard against that? Um, Well, I just try to tell my clients and set their expectations up front, um, letting them know that I'm here for them, but in more of a lawyer capacity and not necessarily as a therapist. Um, But I do have to be on the fence with both of those roles. And I just have to keep that in mind because as somebody's attorney, you have that confidentiality um, clause. So they feel like they can confide in you with everything, which is good because some of that information that you get could have really help you with your case. But it's also, it's also bad because, you know, they're spending the money to do that. And, you know, you're getting bogged down with um, trying to decipher which facts are relevant, which facts are not. So I really just try to set their expectations at first and just say, look, if you need to discuss something with me, I'm happy to do it, but you know, we have to set some boundaries so that it doesn't get overwhelming. At this point in your career, what are your favorite types of cases? 
I love child custody cases. That's definitely my favorite. Um, I, I mean, divorce law, it comes in all different shapes and form. Uh, but when there's children involved, that's when I'm going to try to get in there and do everything that I can to make sure that I'm acting in the best interest of the child while also trying to fulfill my client's um, desires as well. And I have to admit, sometimes they do conflict. Um, but I have to be the one to be able to sort that out before we even get to the judge, because the judge probably knows even less about the case than I do. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that I have found difficult is in practicing child custody cases, you know, of course, Maricopa County is massive and huge and judges see thousands and thousands of cases. And so they have a tendency to treat things very formulaic and very much like I've already seen this. I know my outcome. And so fighting for clients who are not like everybody else is challenging. Yeah. How have you handled that? Um, right now, my cases have been pretty standard, but I can see issues like that coming up in areas that are not standard for me, such as the pets. Mm. You know, the pets is one of the things that my clients come to me and they want me to fight tooth and nail and the judges are very to the book with it, very Mm. black and white. Um, And so they're asking me to pour emotions into something that doesn't have any case law providing, you know, what emotions would even be appropriate. So um, it has been difficult trying to get judges to understand the severity of that. I haven't really had it in um, child custody cases because we're all working for the best interest of the child, whatever that may end up being. But with things like pets, it's still, you know, new territory. So I'm having to work with the judges on that. It is very difficult. Yeah. And some states have uh, statutes about that. So California allows for, for, custody of pets. And so I wonder if Arizona will get there or if Arizona will always take this hard line approach of pets are property. Yeah. yeah. Oftentimes people will come up with pet agreements, <laughs> but they may or may not be enforceable. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And then, you know, try to explain that to your client who, you know, <laughs> is adamant about getting fluffy or, you know, that they have concerns for Fluffy's safety when in the other parents care. So, yeah. you know, it, it, it's a battle. What type of activities were you involved with as, as a child? Um, I did a lot of like softball. I ran track. Um, I was in the Wizard of Oz play. I played the midget. Nice. Yes. So I dabbled in a lot of different things. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. And what do you do for fun now? Uh, now it's mostly working out. I'm trying to do uh, yoga. I'm what 36 now, so as I've been hearing it's harder to keep the weight down at 40. So mm-hmm. just been trying to get a jump start on that, so I could still look this beautiful in a couple of years. <laughs> good idea. That's a good idea. That's a good idea because I have been working out with a trainer and eating super super clean. And uh, I don't know. I don't it doesn't know. help I, that Caitlin brought donuts this morning. No, right? It doesn't. It doesn't. I know. But yeah, so me too. Totally. I try to stay healthy. So what do you do for working out? You you do yoga. What else? Yeah, I do a hip hop um, fitness. It's like a step. Fun. They have that board. Yeah. And you step up and you dance because if it's just purely gym, I have no motivation, mm. no interest. So it's got to have some kind of dance component or mm-hmm. some kind of group component to mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you've got some coordination. Yeah. <laughs> nice. That's good. That's good. That's the, the hard part with dance is you got to be, you got to be coordinated. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Definitely. All right. Well, we're getting to the end of our show. What are three unusual things about you that you want to share with our audience? Unusual. That's an interesting term, huh? 
Okay. Okay. So the three things that I find are pretty unusual about me is that I am one of seven. Um, yes. Um, my mom has five girls and two boys wow. um, and I'm the third oldest. So right smack dab in the middle, always mm. very difficult place to be, but um, it definitely helped having two older sisters because you get to go through their closet. <laughs> are you guys close? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, th- I mean, they're not so close to me when I steal their stuff out their closet, but <laughs> <laughs> other than that, it's, it's, it's a good relationship. Um, another thing that's interesting is that I, um, I did, uh, ha- conceived my child like the first semester of law school. So that entire time I was pregnant, mm-hmm. I always joke uh, with people and say, my daughter has already taken some law school classes. <laughs> she has. Wow. Yes, she's definitely um, born into the, into the field, the mm-hmm. law field. So, um, and then the last one is that I'm a, a relationship coach for the mm-hmm. high flyer. So after I try to, you know, help people with their divorce, I want to place them in a, in a relationship that works for them and provides them with a healthy and happy outcome. Relationship coach. That is so great. I mean, I'm sure you use those skills in lawyering as well. Yes, yes, definitely. They say that what you're supposed to do kind of finds you. You don't find it. But from being from a divorced family, you know, becoming a divorce attorney, having to have undergone my own divorce, all of that played a role into me deciding to be a a relationship specialist. So I'm able to now put that out into the world. I love it. Nancy, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been fantastic. And I know your clients and potential clients are going to love learning more about you. Yes. Thank you for your time, Billy. I appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks so much for listening to the Modern Divorce Podcast. Remember, anything you've heard today or anything you read online is not the replacement for actual consultation with an attorney and does not create an attorney-client relationship. Even if you called in and we spoke to you, you are anonymous and we don't have your details and you have not become a client of Modern Law. However, we would love to speak with you or you should seek out the advice of legal counsel or counseling or any other expert near you. And if you have an idea for a show topic or you need to speak with an attorney in Arizona, you can reach me at info, I-N-F-O, at mymodernlaw.com.